been three months of lockdown and, like everyone else, I've been reminiscing and looking sideways. From 1978 to around 2008, I wrote around 300 letters to Heather. Many were published as poems in magazines such as Ambit and uh, the wonderful Joe Soap's Canoe. Redbreck Press published a volume of them, Blood in the Thistle Bowl, and I also look fondly on my second little book of Heather Letters, Spectacles, Testicles, Wallet and Watch, published by Appliance Books. I always wanted them to be letters rather than poems, as each begins, Dear Heather. Over the 30 years of those letters, it is doubtful they ever met, and latterly, the writer seems to be incarcerated. Anyway... Here are three quite short letters to Heather, all about poems, which shows that they must be letters, not poems. Dear Heather, thanks very much for your poem, which I half enjoyed. I wish to offer criticism with regarding to teething. Quote, for your men are disgruntled babies here, Naked, heathen, teething men, quote. Surely it's naked, teething, heathen men, which I find much more appropriate. Men on the teething ring of belief, as it were. And I'm just not sure about bacon in the first stanza. I know your interest in alliteration and assonance is due to your upbringing, but it can too easily patronise the reader. Heather! Don't fall for sloppy seconds. Bacon, bream and dates. And what has lake heath to do with anything? Do you suggest pigs can fly? I reprint the first stanza with my amendments. The bacon was taken to lake and heath when naked teething heathen men ate a takeaway of lean bream, dates and bacon with their mates. Ah, oh, that's the ice cream van in the yard, so I'll tend your second stanza tomorrow. Crit offered, Crit rejected. Dear Heather, sorry, I had done half a job on half a poem, the half I liked, and now I understand why the bacon was taken to Lake and Heath, and am flattered by the underlying reference to my... The smacked hams of Mildenhall in Nanny's memory bank. In my long poem, Salutations, Undulations, I also forgot what we muckers ate back then, goodness. However, I don't think your criticisms of Salutations, Undulations are valid. I was a fen child. I am a fen man with a fen religion. And we fen folk think like that. It's the flat black soil, the tight-knit couplings, black shook, an endless horizon and a lifetime of boredom. That's why I cling to hillocks. Even the barred view from my window isn't that boring. And from the window, across the fields and hedgerows, I shout with all my heart, Salutations, undulations! And I can still smell Nanny's right huge hams downwind. Cold shouldered in Birdbrook. Dear Heather, your poem. 
your cold shoulders from January to December, forever drifting asleep through your dull day eyes, and though you think your icy instep is the stirrup on my dreams, you will never ever be master of my mattress. Well, yes, I realise now things weren't uh, quite right between us then. But beyond dull days, I had my hurts. They were trawling the skips and the newly privatised tips for my empties, attempting to piece together a case against me from a trillion brown splinters of glass. They planted a ceremonial spear in my private cupboard and accused me of maligning Ed's animal corner in the local paper. I had Cavendish on my mind and I was actually cold-shouldered in Birdbrook. I couldn't hold myself down, let alone my hair or a job, and life just gave me cold feet. Master or no, even now, I want you to tell your friends. Well, at least he slept on the mattress. <laughs>